Hi there, my name is Vince Salerno, and welcome to the Vince Salerno Podcast. If you're looking for a place to get your weekly filmmaker fix, well, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, I discuss the latest in movie news, such as trailers, rumors, and more. I also discuss trends in the film industry and give my own insight as a filmmaker with special guests that are friends and film fans alike. As a filmmaker, I'm always learning new things through different techniques and perspectives, and I'm happy to have you all join me as we talk about the things that excite and unite us. So grab your popcorn and a nice cold drink, sit back and relax, because the Vince Salerno Podcast starts right now. Howdy, partners. Welcome, everybody, to the Vince Salerno Podcast, episode 55. So happy to be back with you guys. I know the last episode was kind of a long one. Tyler, Banark, and I, man, when, when Tyler and I get together, we just kind of go at it. There is no stopping us. <laughs> but uh, hoping to keep this episode a short one today. Just not too much to talk about. Wanted to get something out there for you guys. A couple things I wanted to discuss. Um... Main thing being Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's the latest Marvel movie coming out in theaters uh, this Friday. And um, I just want to talk about everything surrounding it. I think it's a very weird and interesting situation uh, for a movie that I don't think deserves the, uh, should I say, attention it's getting. I don't know. I don't want to call it a controversy, but there just seems to be a lot of like lack of hype or just people are focusing on the wrong things with this movie, trouble with marketing, like a whole bunch of stuff. So let's talk about it. Uh, but first, let's get into uh, our main stories. First off, let's talk about what we've watched. I've been watching some stuff recently. Um, let's see, what have I been watching? Pull up the old letterbox and see what we got. Um... I've watched quite a few movies, and honestly, um, since Tyler and I recorded that uh, episode about our top three movies of 2021 so far, my list has changed uh, significantly. My top three are now Free Guy, number three, A Quiet Place, part two, number two, and number one, Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I'm not going to talk about those. I'm going to talk about something I watched recently. You know what I watched recently that I want to talk about? The Cars Trilogy. Yes, the Cars Trilogy. Pixar's um, Pixar's one franchise that everybody loves to hate. And frankly, I don't get it. I remember growing up when the first Cars movie was coming out, and I remember thinking, this is the coolest Pixar film since Toy Story. And I think the reason why I love Pixar so much, what makes them so cool to me is that they take inanimate objects and animals and like the craziest things that you would not expect and gives them life gives them soul gives them uh wants needs desires that you would not expect i mean who would have thought a movie about toys would make people like you know cry puddles of tears and Cars isn't necessarily that, but Cars was a different um, monster where I think the story of Cars, uh, at least the first and third movie, 
is a very human story, but it it feels uh, it's it's catching to the eye and it's interesting because it's about cars and the personalities are definitely wrapped up in the types of cars that are in the story. Like uh, the character Fillmore is a you know 1970s uh, hippie van. Um, Sarge, the character Sarge is a is an army truck. Uh, Mater, a, a you know country hillbilly type character, is a, is a tote, rusty old tow truck. Lightning McQueen is a race car. Doc Hudson, a Hudson Hornet. Um, you, you know, you could go on and on. Uh, and the the identity and and the the um the uh, characteristics and the mood and 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 the the just everything you want to know about the character is almost wrapped up in what kind of car these characters are. So it's easy to to know what you're getting with the characters, I think. But then there's this really human story about living a good life, being a good person, and knowing what's important in life, and slowing down, and taking time to enjoy what is important and, and and discover what's not important. At least that's what the first movie was about to me. That first movie I think is phenomenal. And because Pixar has just so many great movies, it, it isn't in my top 10, but I, w I, I, I wish I could kind of fit in there because it, it, it is such a, to me, a phenomenal movie. I love the first Cars film. It's a great film I don't care what anybody says. People get caught up in the logic of the world too, which really isn't the point. The point of those movies is not the logic of like, people get weird about it. Like, oh my gosh, how do cars reproduce? Or how do cars do this? How do cars do that? If they run out of gas, how do they keep going? It's like, stop. Just don't worry about that. That's not the point. That is not the point of these movies. And if you're going in trying to like decipher the world, well... You're setting yourself up for failure. Just turn. Just it, you don't think about the logic of it. You just enjoy the story. Okay. <laughs> I know. You know. In world building, you have to make up those rules. But like, there are certain rules that just are not important for the story for the type of movie they're trying to tell. Now, Cars Three kind of continues that thread. I notice I'm skipping Cars Two because I, Cars Two was just you know a dumb fun movie about Mater and Lightning McQueen, and it really it it wasn't. The story's not great. I think it's entertaining in its own merit, but um, it, obviously it's it's not a great Cars sequel. Cars 3, however, was a really great movie about about um, redefining your purpose and, and um, continuing to find uh, joy in life when the world is trying to tell you that you can't do something. Um, it's a very, again, a very human car's story or very human human car story it's a very human story about cars i think it's in a way more mature than the first movie uh because you you they kind of strip away everything about that first movie except for lightning mcqueen and racing and you know you don't get to see a lot of the old characters which i think works at the film's disadvantage um you're not you're following lightning mcqueen in this new character was kind of his protege, which was fine, but I, I don't know. I'm not going to decipher the whole film, but basically the Cars trilogy, I, I, the reason why I'm talking about it is because I watched it with my nephew uh, a couple weeks ago. He's big on the Pixar films. I got him hooked on Toy Story. 
and I got him hooked on, well, he was already hooked on cars before I got him hooked on Toy Story, but, or maybe it was the other way around. I don't know. But anyways, um, it just made me think like these movies are really, really good. And I, I think the good cars films get a bad rap because of that second movie or because people focus on the logistics of that world, which it is not important. I think, I, I, I think it is the least important thing about the cars world, but that's what I've watched. So let's get into the current events. Again, not a lot going on this week. At least I'm I'm covering some stuff from last week. And um, I'll cover some news that's come out as of today. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. Um, but first thing, I mean, we all know what came out last week. We know what we want to talk about. But we have to talk about one other thing before we get to that. And that is the unfortunate passing of Ed Asner who died uh, on Sunday at the age of 91. Uh, I think Ed Asner is one of the great underrated actors of cinema history. Uh, he is such a integral part to some of the greatest films of all time, some of my personal favorites. He, was in, he, he played Santa Claus in Elf. He was in a really great, uh, another Christmas movie where he kind of played a version of Santa Claus. Um, it was called The Christmas Star. Um, funny, I, I watched it not thinking it was going to be great, and it ended up being okay. Was, I mean, his performance was really shocking and, and fantastic. Um, he's he, he was in Cobra Kai as a, as a bit role. Of course, he's most well-known for his role in The Mary Tyler Moore Show, and I believe uh, his character got a spinoff uh in uh from from the Mary Tyler Moore show. I never I never actually saw that. I never watched his character in that, but I I found out t yesterday that that he voiced Jonah J Jonah Jameson in the cartoon Spider-Man series from the 90s. That that blows my mind. I had no idea that would uh, that was Ed Asner, but I I I re-listened to some clips and it's just like that's him. That's his voice. And he was a phenomenal voice actor, which leads me to my all-time favorite role of his, the role that probably means the most to me of his, and that's Carl Fredrickson from Disney Pixar's Up. I love the character of Carl because it is kind of, again, that, that, that idea that Cars 3 represents, which is that um, life goes on and that life is not just one adventure but it's 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 a combination of multiple adventures and and um the arc in up with carl is so beautiful and so moving i i i love watching that movie that's one movie that i will never get tired of watching again and again and again and i i am overjoyed to hear that ed got to record uh lines for like he got to play Carl one last time before he died in the Doug Day series and that's gonna it's gonna be kind of a a uh, sort of sequel to Up in a way they're a common they're a uh a mul multiple short films in a series that they recorded I don't know if they're they have planned on giving this thing a season two or whatever um if they do they'll probably have to recast Carl unfortunately but um the fact that we got one more one more chance to hear 
Ed Asner voiced Carl Fredrickson. It's such a great treat to me. So I am going to treasure those uh, the Doug Day series for what it is, uh, because that is a gift. That is a gift that we I didn't think we'd ever get. I don't. I I, I kind of had hope in the back of my head for an up sequel. And I didn't know what you could really do with an up sequel as much as I'd love to see that world and those characters again. And so the way the fact that they were able to figure even in a short film or short form series, I'll take it. I, I will take it. I, I typically just want to see long form versions of like, you know, Monsters at Work. I'm enjoying Monsters at Work with Billy Crystal and John Goodman voicing Mike and Sully again. But I will take whatever Pixar can give us from the world of Up, because again, it does not directly lend itself to a sequel, but I think this is a great way to continue that world in a way that doesn't feel forced, and it feels, uh, it's, it's a way to have fun with those characters again without worrying about ruining the integrity of that original film, Up. So, I look forward to Doug Days and seeing uh, Ed Asner's final performance as Carl Fredrickson. And uh, may you rest in peace, Ed. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for all your wonderful performances as an actor. And uh, you will be greatly missed in the film community. I know it's kind of hard to move on from that, but we're going to move on and talk about topic number two, which has to be the most talked about, most anticipated thing since... Since 2019's Avengers Endgame, the first teaser trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home has finally, finally dropped. It dropped uh, Monday night, uh, coinciding with its release at CinemaCon, and man oh man did it not disappoint. This movie has confirmed a lot, a lot of what we have been speculating about. Uh, first and foremost, you have uh, Peter Parker dealing with the ramifications of Mysterio revealing that he is, in fact, Spider-Man to the world. That That is an out secret. He's been framed for the death of Mysterio, who I don't think is actually dead. I, I think he's he's uh, still pulling the strings somewhere. I think he's going to be, there's a rumored like villain that hasn't been talked about or teased yet. Uh, I think it's going to be Mysterio. I honestly do. I I hope that they bring him back because I think that's such a such a great villain that it, it would be such a shame to do a one off with him, um, especially with the way he was dealt with in Far From Home. I didn't like how they dealt with Mysterio in Far From Home. But anyways, you have um, you have that, and uh, he's trying to figure out how to fix the situation because it's not just affecting him it's affecting his friends his family he can't live a normal life anymore because everybody is just you know looking at him and he's people still think he's a criminal so he can't just be spider-man anymore um it's a, it's 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 affected his ability to be spider-man and peter parker and so he goes to dr strange for help and uh, Doctor Strange, all people think he's acting weird and stuff. I don't see it. I think Doctor Strange is just, you know, he likes Peter. He's a good kid. They saved the universe together. That relationship, that friendship is in the comics as far as I know. And that, you know, Peter Parker and Stephen Strange are, you know, kind of pals in the comics. So I don't 
find that to be odd. I, I love it. I honestly love being a big fan of Doctor Strange uh, through the movies and Benedict Cumberbatch's performance and being a big fan of Spider-Man. Seeing that friendship start to take root in a way that I was hoping would take root in Infinity War and Endgame, it, 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 that's a joy to see. So if you just told me that like Peter Parker and Steven Strange were going to be in a movie together, I would... That's all I would need to get excited for Spider-Man No Way Home. I wouldn't even need the whole multiverse stuff. But I, I, it's all I would need. But I, I, I'm happy. I'm happy with uh, everything else, of course. Anyway, Stephen Strange asks, uh, or Stephen, Peter Parker. Wow, Peter Parker picked a pickle pepper. Peter Parker asks Stephen Strange for help, uh, and he attempts to cast a spell. Uh, to let the entire world forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, but Peter messes it up in trying to get Doctor Strange to make it specifically tailored so that MJ, his Aunt May, uh, Ned, don't forget that he is Spider-Man so that they can at least remember. Um, which makes you think, like, if the spell is cast, does that mean the Vulture forgets that he's uh, Spider-Man, does that mean all the Avengers forget that Peter Parker's Spider- like, there, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot that goes into that, because I believe in the comics, the Avengers know that his, he is Peter Parker, they don't just call him Spider-Man the whole time, but, um, I, I don't know. Obviously, the spell doesn't work, and they end up breaking the multiverse, which, it, it kind of, um, makes me curious how exactly this multiverse thing is gonna work, like, because you had Wanda, Wanda potentially teased to have broken the multiverse or she was creating reality around her and that was kind of tampering with the multiverse and at the end of WandaVision, it's, it's theorized that she is breaking open the multiverse to find her kids. And obviously at the end of Loki, you have the multiverse kind of going out of whack and all these alternate timelines being built up, which... I'm curious, Is are, have these alternate timelines always existed? Or are they being created out of the original timeline? I don't know. There, there's, a, there's a lot of a lot of crazy things going on there. Obviously, multiverses are going to crash into each other, as Loki teased. And I think maybe the combination of WandaVision... Uh, Loki and Spider-Man No Way Home is a kind of amalgamation of different things that are that are tampering with the integrity of the multiverse and it's slowly slowly breaking. And by the time we get to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, it's going to be for lack of better words, madness. It's going to be in, in absolutely cha absolute chaos and Doctor Strange is going to have to fix it. Um Unless that leads into something else. I don't know. I've heard rumors of a, of a comic book called Secret Wars uh, that this could be teasing, which would be really cool and exciting from the, based on the concept. I, I'd love to see that. But big, mystical, time travel multiversal things are happening within the MCU. And um, my worry is that they're 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 going too big too fast. I, I thought they would kind of slow down and try to focus on new beginnings for the MCU, but they're really going hard on the multiverse stuff. Which you know what, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Not everything has been um, a hit for me with Marvel this since Endgame, 
but most of it has. And um, I will say that I'm excited for this. Um, obviously, so the, the multiverse breaks and we get the reveal, the full confirmation, which absolutely blew my mind. Not only has the multiverse been broken open, but it has caused these these multiverse timelines to merge potentially with uh, the Tom Holland Spider-Man universe. And we get a tease of the Green Goblin. We full-on see Alfred Molina's Doc Ock returning. And we get teases of Electro and Sandman, who people are theorizing is a good guy based on his actions in the trailer, if that is even him, which I could buy into. I, I, would, be, I would be cool with that. Um, there are rumors of other villains appearing, Vulture, Mysterio, crazy stuff, but, uh, and, and it's pretty much been leaked in pictures, if you look online you can find it, but it's pretty much a given that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are returning for this film. I mean, you cannot bring in these villains without bringing in the Spider-Man, and so uh, hopefully this isn't just, like, you know, they're in it for the last half hour. I hope this, like, I hope they come into the movie early on and they're teaming up with Doctor Strange and Tom Holland's Peter Parker and they're all trying to fix this situation together. Uh, I, I would prefer that over <clears throat> they come in at the last minute. Um, I don't know. There's all, all sorts of different ways they could do it. This trailer only showed us a, a, a smidge, a smidge of what to expect from this movie. So I, I think there is so much more to be seen in Spider-Man No Way Home that we haven't seen. Obviously, we haven't seen anything yet. This is our first look, obviously. But I think a second trailer will give us that first look at the Spider-Men together, um, which would absolutely be so great. I, I have been revisiting, uh, or plan to revisit, the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man movies, and I'm just, I'm just reminded of when I was a kid growing up with Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, like that, those films felt larger than life, and they had such a great impact on me as a filmmaker, as a kid, as a lover of superheroes and Spider-Man. Honestly, I'm not sure how I'm going to react if we see those versions of those characters back on screen again next to Tom Holland Spider-Man, who I think is the best uh, version of the character to date. I, I, I'm just like who I would have never guessed that this would ever happen. If you were to tell me that they would find a way to bring back the original versions of those characters from those movies, I would call you crazy because I just I wouldn't think of a way that you could do that. Unless you just just like completely did a redo, like cast Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, but he's just a different Doc Ock. But I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just beyond giddy, guys. This movie is going to be epic. It's going to be huge. I know I was poo-pooing the idea of a multiverse Spider-Man movie, but you know what? Now that we're getting it, and it seems like my, my main concern was they were going to not focus on the emotional journey of Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but it seems like, based on this first trailer, that is the full uh, focus of the movie. Yes, they're going to have all these exciting, crazy things, but it's all in the service of Tom Holland's story, uh, of Peter Parker's growth. So I look forward to seeing how 
he develops into a more mature Spider-Man maybe after this movie and how he goes forward after this. Um, but no, now that we've, we're kind of getting into it, I am so excited, guys. This has the potential to be the best Spider-Man movie ever. I, I, I will stand by that until I'm proven wrong, but I, that is how hyped I am for Spider-Man No Way Home. So get hyped, y'all. The Spider-Men are coming. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on to topic number three. I want to blow through these next two because there's not too much to talk about, but uh, we got an a announcement or a trailer for DC Fandom, which is coming up this October. It's going to be big again, it looks like. Uh, there seems to be a lot of focus on the Batman, uh, Shazam 2, uh, Black Adam, the Flash movie, um, some of the some of the CW shows, which I, I honestly could care less about. Um, there's some sort of Batman Fortnite crossover that they're doing. All sorts of stuff, cool things, but um, I'm mostly interested in the movie stuff. Obviously, I'm interested in the new announcements they have to make. Um, as always, my, my biggest hope is that they'll announce, finally, they're making a solo Superman uh, Man of Steel sequel with Henry Cavill in the lead role. That is that is the one thing that I keep asking for, that everyone's asking for. Um, it, it, there is a big disconnect between the fans and the creatives at Warner Brothers who want to greenlight shows like a, a spinoff of The Suicide Squad, a spinoff of The Batman, which at the time of announcements were, were movies that hadn't even come out, at least for The Suicide Squad, say, which I actually really enjoyed. And they won't listen to what people want. People want to see the Snyder Cut stuff. People want to see Superman, Henry Cavill, the Man of Steel. It's just beyond frustrating. I, I, I'm I'm still not really happy with how Warner Brothers is treating DC. I know there's a lot of exciting stuff coming out. I know they got the Batman, which I am excited for. I, I, I'm I'm excited to see the Flash because it's it's we're gonna have Ben Affleck in there as Batman. I I'd love to see him again. And him continue on after that. I can take or leave Aquaman. I could I could uh, take or leave Black Adam. I'll, I, I'm interested in the Shazam 2. And I'm sure they'll, they'll have brand new announcements coming out too. I'm sure they'll, maybe they'll make an official announcement on Wonder Woman 3. Again, hope, hopefully Man of Steel 2 with Henry Cavill. I, I, I know we probably won't get Zack Snyder back. But if we can at least get Henry Cavill back as Superman, I'm going to be hyped. Maybe an announcement of Suicide Squad 2, uh, if they do that, I, which I'd be excited for. I really enjoyed the Suicide Squad more than I expected to. Um, and, and I, I mean, I'm mostly interested in the announcements the, of the new stuff that they're going to do, new movies potentially, and um, again, a Batman trailer, because the Batman, the Batman looks really, really interesting. It, it looks like David Fincher meets Batman the Animated Series, honestly. And it's probably the most, uh, at, at the moment, of all the DC movies coming out, it's probably the one that I'm the most hyped for. Because um, I don't mind this, like, Elseworld stuff they do, like, with the Joker um, and this. I don't mind that. I really don't. Because uh, Warner Brothers gives you the option to pick and choose what franchises or, or versions of franchises you, you can be invested in, which is, I think, not a bad thing. 
But it is a bad thing if they don't give us Henry Cavill Superman. Anyways, I'm moving on from that. That's all the really say. I just want to let you guys know that DC fandom's coming, and and that's what I'm looking forward to. We'll we'll I'll, I'll do a full episode breaking down everything that comes out that at least piqued my interest. But um, yeah, the Batman is probably the the thing that I'm most looking forward to from that. All right, well, let's go through number four. Let's go through a brief recap of anything, everything that went down at um, CinemaCon. Obviously, the biggest thing was that Sony did uh, the reveal for the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer or teaser. And they did a su- surprise screening of Ghostbusters Afterlife. And the reviews, or the online reactions, rather, were through the roof. Overwhelmingly positive uh, reviews and thoughts on this movie. I've heard, I've heard it said nostalgia done right. Um, very respectful of the original, very jam packed with Easter eggs, but still a great heartfelt story. Bring the tissues. Gosh, I can't wait for this movie. Being a big Ghostbusters fan, this is the movie that I've been waiting for and I cannot wait to finally see it. But in other news of uh, things that have came out, we they uh, talked about, I guess they showed a clip of the Batman, which kind of was focused more so on, um, it was a clip, I guess, just a lot of like uh, angry Batman punching people, which is interesting. Uh, they showed a, a look at Dune, they showed a look at James Wan's Malignant, Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho, The Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, and the Will Smith film, King Richard, all of which look like great movies, honestly. Um, I saw the trailer for The Many Saints of Newark, and uh, I, I, I've, ne- I've only seen like the first couple episodes of The Sopranos, uh, but that movie looks great. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be what El Camino was to Breaking Bad fans, is what I'm expecting. Uh, so so good, for, good for them, good for fans of The Sopranos. I'm happy that they get... A chance to kind of relive that that world, um, even with the unfortunate passing of uh, James Godolphini. Uh, so I'm reading this article from the Hollywood Reporter. They specifically highlight the trailer for The Matrix Four, which has been confirmed to be called uh, The Matrix Resurrections, keeping with the R theme, I guess. Um, Someone's going to read this out loud, again, courtesy of The Hollywood Reporter, and we'll talk about it. So, blah, 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 blah. Trailer has not been released online, but will be soon, maybe. Uh, The trailer begins with Thomas Anderson, Keanu Reeves, in therapy, telling his therapist, Neil Patrick Harris, I had dreams that weren't just dreams. Am I crazy? He senses... He senses something is not quite right with the world, but he has no memory of what the Matrix is. Interesting. Later, he runs into a woman, Moss, at a coffee shop. They shake hands. There seems to be something between them, but neither one remembers the other. Meanwhile, Reeves' Thomas spends his days taking prescription blue pills and wondering why everyone in his world is glued to their phones. Ooh, he he took the blue pill. Looking around and realizing he's not the only one on a crowded elevator not looking at a device. Eventually, Reeves Thomas runs into a man, 
I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce that name, but I think it's the guy who played Black Manta in Aquaman, who is reminiscent of Morpheus, the freedom fighter played by Lawrence Fishburne in the original trilogy. This mysterious man hands Anderson a red pill, and soon we see footage of him with powers, seeing the Matrix for the fake reality that it is. The footage followed some similar beats as the original, including Neo fighting the Morpheus-like figure in a dojo, and an image of Anderson in an incubator. There's also a shot of Neo looking in a mirror and seeing an older version of himself. Oh. Neo also seems to have a few new powers from the last time, with a trailer including a shot of what looks like him controlling a missile through telekinesis to prevent it from hitting him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I I'm not a big fan of the Matrix. I've seen the first movie. I haven't seen the second the other two movies. But it looks cool. I think a fourth movie is interesting. Um I don't know. I'm curious to see how it how it turns out for people. I'm not sure how you're going to be able to convince people that Neo forgot he's the chosen one or he is in the Matrix. But I don't know. You got a lot of uh, interesting um, cast members coming in. Um, that's all I really have to say. Um, but yeah, that's what happened at CinemaCon. Again, the biggest things were the Batman and the Matrix and Spider-Man and Ghostbusters, obviously. So, um, yeah. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. Looking forward to how that all shakes out. And again, I'm happy for the Matrix fans that they've been looking forward to a fourth movie. I know I have a friend of mine. I have a friend who who really is looking forward to this movie. So for the sake of Matrix fans, I'm glad that they're getting uh, a continuation of that franchise. And that's all I got for current events, guys. Ring down the list. That is uh, Ed Asner passing away. Spider-Man No Way Home teaser trailer finally being released. DC fandom announcements and a CinemaCon recap, which brings us to our topic of the week. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Is the controversy warranted? And I don't like to say controversy because it's not a controversy. It's just weird, I think. It's just really weird how this movie has been marketed, how this movie has been... Um, embraced by fans and the things that people are, are focusing on and, and, and the, what the marketing is focusing on. It's all very bizarre, so we're going to break it down. Um, so let's just start off with the beginning. A very good place to start. So the first trailer for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings released on... Um, why is it not giving me the date of when it was released? That's bizarre. It was released about four to five months ago, I think. Oh, April 19th, 2021 is when the trailer was released. And there was already like toy leaks, like the Marvel Legends action figures. You could already pre you already could see those popping up in sh on shelves. You saw Shang-Chi, you saw uh, Wen Wu, the Mandarin. You saw uh, the other, the the female character the sister and uh death dealer i believe that character's name is but then the tr and people were just kind of like ah these figures kind of look meh but then the trailer comes out and gives it context and people were 
mostly pretty hyped. I mean, the move, the trail, the first trailer had 22 million views, uh, 847,000 up likes and 18,000 dislikes. Um, but I, I think that's pretty standard for Marvel films. I mean, it, it's not, this isn't like Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man No Way Home, Black Panther numbers. Um, I think it's pretty typical for a Marvel film. Um, but upon seeing this, and I saw some leaked like test footage of, of Simu Liu, the, the main actor who plays Shang-Chi, doing some like like stock lines and karate karate moves. Uh, again, it was all stunt training for for um, for the movie, and I liked what I saw. I thought I thought, wow, Simu Liu is a really funny, charismatic actor. He kind of has this. Um, he kind of has like the perfect blend for a Marvel superhero. He's funny, but he's also he's also cool. He he does karate. So I was always down for for the main actor. I was always down for this movie, but I thought it was weird that the first trailer didn't really show much of the actor. Like you, obviously you see him in the trailer, but he only has like two lines in the trailer. From what I remember, he says, "That's not gonna happen," and he says, "Oh gosh," when the bus is crashing at the end. Those are like the only two lines he has on the entire trailer. And, and like he's the main character. And I get it that like the main focus is um, the Mandarin's um, monologue throughout. And it does a great job of communicating the actor, the story of what this is going through. Which which always intrigued me too. Like this is a story about a, a, what if you were the son of a supervillain? And how would you cope with that? And how would you deal with that? And how would you live your life and it seems like Shang-Chi in the movie he chooses to remove himself from the equation of completely and maybe his journey is that he really does have a purpose in this fight and that knowing what he knows about his father he has a duty to jump into the fight and and save people from what evil plans his father has so all of that I got from the first trailer. And I wasn't like, oh my gosh, so hyped. But I was intrigued. I was like, this looks like a solid, cool, fun movie. This is, looks like my kind of movie. I do think they were kind of doing the, the hip-hop stuff over the top. It felt like they were trying to do what Black Panther did with their music. Um, and I was like, I don't really dig that I think they should just kind of try to find their own identity and I think that's one of the main issues I have with the marketing it feels like they're trying to market this with the same marketing tactics more or less that Black Panther had which is like oh this is the movie for the Asian community but I don't really know if the Asian community is embracing this movie at least China's not I mean because this movie is not going to be released in China and I think China's just doing that to screw with the U.S. and Disney. I think that's another story in itself. But I think Asian people are, are excited for this movie. I don't, I don't mean to say that. I'm, I'm speaking for everybody. But um, I don't know. I just don't feel the hype. I don't feel the, the um, anticipation 
for this movie that uh, Black Panther had, which is, you know, comparably the same. You know, I think Marvel is trying to get the Asian community to be hooked on this film in a way that the black community was hooked on Black Panther. Which isn't the same across the board. Like, no, no one ethnicity is a monolith. Um, but I think they're trying to get everybody hooked on the... I mean, Marvel has a built-in audience that, that hooks everybody in. And I think the... Um, the thing that Marvel has going for itself is that they create all kinds of movies and TV shows. Like, yes, it's all superhero stuff, but they're all very different characters. So you don't really, if you want to follow, if you're a diehard Marvel fan, you can follow everything. If you're not, you can pick and choose. And that's kind of what I've been doing. That's what I intend to do with some of these newer properties coming up because not everything really intrigues me. Like, I'm into Spider-Man. I'm into Doctor Strange. I I really want to see Shang-Chi. Uh, I'm not really intrigued by The Eternals. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch uh, Miss Marvel. I'm not sure if it's for me. Um, just some stuff I just, I'm just, I don't know if I'm going to like. And it's not anything against it. It's just like... You know, I hope whoever goes to enjoy it enjoys it, but it's just not for me. So the second trailer came out on June 24th and currently sits at 19 million views. So a little shy of the second trailer, which is a little disappointing considering, you know, a second trailer really should just knock the socks off and, and, and blow the, the first trailer out of the water. Um, and this one has 455 thousand upvotes and nine thousand downvotes so a little different i don't think as many people watch this trailer um but uh obviously a lot of people did and this trailer honestly got me a little more hype because with this trailer we also saw we got a little more from simu liu um as an actor i mean he said he still said like very little in these trailers it's like Put your lead in front and center. I don't know why Marvel was trying to hide this character's dialogue. Maybe they just didn't want to put... Maybe he says a lot of spoilery stuff. But if he's a funny if he's a funny character, put some funny lines in there. I mean, come on. It's like they're scared to market their lead. Which I don't understand because the test footage, at least for me made me think this guy's great. So I, I don't know, understand why Marvel is hiding Simu Liu. Because he's a... From what I've seen, he's a great actor. There's no reason to hide him. I think people are going to embrace this character um, <clears throat> wholeheartedly. I think once the movie comes out, and as long as it's good and is well-received by audiences, it uh, they'll embrace him. At least that's my anticipation. I expect to welcome this character into the MCU without any qualms or whatever. I think he seems like a really great character. And again, the idea of a, of a superhero being the son of a supervillain and having to come to terms with the fact that he has to, he has to play a part in this world um, is intriguing. And this trailer also gave us the very <clears throat> pleasant surprise of Abomination from The Incredible Hulk and Wong from Doctor Strange coming in for the cage fights. <clears throat> I've heard rumors that this is like a, a fight for like the Ten Rings. Like every every 
thousands of years or whatever, all these mystical beings come out to, for a chance to compete and fight and challenge each other for the Ten Rings. Um, and Wong is doing that. I've actually heard also, if you've seen the, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, this is actually when Wong has got his bags packed and he's got the coat on, he's going through the portal. That's him leaving to go to this event, which is kind of funny. <laughs> kind of cool that that's that's where he's going if if that's the case um and if this is a tease of like potential heroes and villains even uh heroes and villains that we haven't seen in co- in movie form yet this is an exciting sequence um I, but just seeing wong and abomination a character that we're going to see a lot more of going forward is really exciting because it, it we want to we've wanted to see abomination ever since I mean, he was first shown in The Incredible Hulk, and Marvel is, I think, trying to do that, utilize more Hulk lore with the She-Hulk show, which will be really exciting to see. I, I would, I can't wait to see this character again. And, Wong, I mean, who doesn't love Wong? Wong is just the gift that keeps on giving. So um, I, I'm so happy to see Wong uh, in anything, from Spider-Man to Shang-Chi to another Doctor Strange movie to another Avengers movie. Wong is just, you, you can't not love Wong. Wong is just a great character. <laughs> um, and this movie also, this trailer, I should say, also focused a lot on um, the Ten Rings. And the Ten Rings are this mystical thing. And, and I like that they, I, I really kind of wish that they were traditional, like, rings. But I get it, like, you don't want to copy off the Infinity Stone. So they took the... They they redesigned them to be these gauntlets that fit on your arms, which is a really cool aesthetic. I actually really kind of like that, the way it looks. Um, and it looks like um, that's the, the focus of it, the Legend of the Ten Rings and the fight for the Ten Rings, because they hold immense power, and in the wrong hands could be catastrophic. And right now, the Mandarin has the Ten Rings, so... Um, a lot of exciting prospects there, and and I think they'll dig a little bit into the connections with Iron Man, um, and the Mandarin's, uh, you know, play behind the Ten Rings in that first because the marketing is also focused on that this organization, the Ten Rings, has been here the whole time. That they have been the they were the ones that kidnapped Tony Stark, and they were the ones that um, you know have were, were they were the terrorists that that kidnapped him. And I think we're going to learn more about that organization, and that's an exciting prospect. Um, so yeah, just a lot to be excited for in terms of MCU connections. And I've heard that there's a lot of other MCU deep cuts and surprises. Um, and that this is not going to be a straightforward origin story, that it's going to feel a lot more organic and different and not like your traditional superhero origin film, which I'm totally down for. Um, so yeah, those are what the trailers have kind of shown us. And then there's been a lot of controversy, well, not controversy, but, um, so this movie is not going to have a Disney plus release. This is going straight to theaters and, this is a stance that Bob Chapek, the Disney CEO, took um, in regards to, to putting this movie out, as well as Free Guy. He referred to Free Guy and, and Shang-Chi as experiments. 
for how audiences would would um, react to not having a streaming option for some of their movies, which has worked out pretty well. I mean, Free Guy made a lot of money at the box office with with no streaming option and had a, I believe, 30% drop-off into the second weekend, which is, I, I, as far as I know, is the lowest drop-off of any movie that has come out so far. Maybe, maybe not, well, I guess, any movie that does not have a streaming option specifically. I was about to say Godzilla vs. Kong, but obviously that had a streaming option. And, and so that's good news. It means, it means that people will go see this movie without a streaming option. And I think the same can be said for Shang-Chi, as long as the interest and the hype is still there. But Simu Liu seemed to take this as, oh, the Asi this Asian superhero film is an experiment. And he went out on Twitter to bash Bob Chapek and said something to the effect of, I, I have the tweet right here. He said, we are not an experiment. We are the underdogs, the underestimated. We are the ceiling breakers. We are the celebration of culture and joy that will preserve after the embattled year. We are the surprise. I'm fired. I'm not going to say that. I'm fired up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. I, I see this and I, I just think, dude, that's not what he's saying. He, he's not, I mean, he obviously isn't taking into context the, the situation. The reason why Bob Chapek said that is because Disney needs to make a profit on these movies to get sequels. If, he, if, if we want to see Shang-Chi 2, this movie's got to make money. Otherwise, Shang-Chi might just be pushed into the MCU secondary character fold. I mean, this might be the only Shang-Chi movie we get if it doesn't hit. So... I just I, I don't I don't think I don't think Simu Liu is a terrible person for saying this. I understand he wants this movie to be successful, and I, I I think this is great PR for him to say like I I don't consider this to be I'm not he he's basically saying like I'm not worried, and you shouldn't be either. Come join us and watch Shang Chi. So it's a good ad. And I get it. He wants the movie to be successful. I want the movie to be successful. I think it's going to be fine. Uh, at least that's my hope. I'm going to go see it. I have plans to see it this Friday, actually. But I think he misinterpreted that situation. And, you know, that people might interpret that as like, oh, I'm not going to see this movie if this guy doesn't get what's going on. I'm not going to support him. Some people may say that. Some people may get hyped under the, on, from this. But... To say that, like, what he said was, like, racially, what Bob Chapek said was, like, a racial dig at Shang-Chi is ridiculous, I think. I, I just don't like that, that, um, that, the, I, I just disagree. Like, that that's not what's going on. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say that, like, the hype behind this film has just been, meh. And again, I think that's because... Um, the marketing has been hiding behind its star. The marketing has just been very middle of the road. I don't know if Disney has, if their marketing tactics have worked. I mean, some people have gone on to call these, the fact that the lack of promotion or whatever they call it, or the, the, 
mismanaged promotion, if you if you will, is racially motivated, which I don't think it's racially motivated. Just because this is an Asian film doesn't mean it's racially motivated. Um, I mean, I don't know. I know there are some very racist people in Hollywood, so it, it could be, but I just think Disney doesn't know what they're doing with marketing this movie. They, they don't know what to focus on. And it's a shame because there's a lot to focus on. There is a lot that they can do with this. Um, I don't understand why Disney is having such a difficult time marketing this movie. Um, I, I, cause again, everything that I've talked about that I'm excited about is, is reason for like, there's a lot to be excited about. You have the, the 10 rings, you have the Mandarin, you have this great lead actor, this new actor that's coming into the fold in the MCU who's gonna who's gonna hit really hard I think it's going to resonate with fans a lot um, and I think it is important for representation to have a um, Asian superhero for for those who want to see themselves represented on screen I think it's I think that's important so I, I don't think Marvel should go about it the same way that they went about Black Panther but um, I just feel like there is a lot of angles you can take with marketing this movie. And I don't think Disney has really taken advantage of that. The trailers and, and the marketing, everything just feels very middle of the road, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, and I don't think that's anyone's fault except for Disney. I think the movie is going to speak for itself. That's kind of what has to happen now to kind of close my thoughts Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings just has to speak for itself now. That's the movie just has to come out and the world will make up its make up its mind. The movie currently is sitting on uh Rotten Tomatoes with uh I believe a 92% approval. Let me just check this real quick. I believe it's a 92% approval rating. I could be yes, uh certified fresh 92% approval rating. Uh, consensus is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings isn't entirely free of Marvel's formula, but it is, but this exciting origin story expands the MCU in more ways than one. Um, so I, that to me says this isn't your typical MCU movie, but it does have some familiar tropes, which is to be expected. It's Marvel. All I can really say is that I'm excited for this movie i'm not hyped like super hyped like this is going to be the greatest movie of all time or whatever but i'm excited for the movie i think it's going to be good i think it's going to be better than maybe people give it credit for i think that i, I i'm expected to be surprised by this i hope i'm surprised by this movie i hope it i hope it uh, does really well because uh, of all the original superhero properties that are coming out this year this i think is the one that has the potential to be the best the best so uh at this point guys you just got to make up your own mind if you're gonna go see the movie i think the marketing is a fault on disney but i think this movie is going to be great and i encourage you guys to go see it if you're a marvel fan obviously you're gonna go see it if you're not and you're on the fence, give it another shot. And uh, again, there's a lot to be concerned about with the marketing, the 
back and forth between Simu Liu and Disney and uh, just the weird disdain, not disdain, but just there, there's just a lot of weird talk about this movie that I, people are focusing on the wrong things, I think. But just got to go in, make up your own mind, see it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But it's a Marvel movie. It's not gone with the wind. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good theatrical experience. I can't wait to check out Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. That's all I got for you guys today. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of the Vince Lerno Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to share this podcast episode with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Give me a, give me a good review on uh, Apple Podcasts. It really helps out uh, the podcast. And uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can check out my short films, trailer reactions, um, long, older episodes of the Vince Lerno Podcast if you're interested in that. Um, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the Vince Lerno, uh, TikTok at the Vince Lerno 75. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big V 75 and, uh, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff is in the description of this podcast episode. Go out and see Shang-Chi. Enjoy it and enjoy your week. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Have a great day. God bless and peace out. Thank you.